0: Well, hello there, and welcome to Further Every Day, the podcast where we explore current events, culture, politics, etc., through the lens of the Christian worldview. But as many lenses have a prismatic effect, each one of us is sitting in a chair, and from that chair, we will be dealing with the issue of the day. To my right, I have Jennifer. How are you?
1: I am doing well. I am going to be in the chair of politics this morning.
0: If she sounds mildly zombie-esque, that's because she just got off a long shift at work working on Christmas. Yay. This is being taped on December 26th, so (laughs) thank you for being there, bright-eyed and (laughs) bushy-tailed. To her right, we have Miss Nikki.
2: Good morning.
0: Good morning. How are you? She is bright-eyed and (laughs) bushy-tailed. I'm ready to go. She's ready to go. Which chair are you sitting in, madam? Philosophy. Most excellent. Dealing with the rigor that we need to bring to our theology. And to her right, we have Mr. Charlie. Good morning. How are you, sir? We are doing
3: fantastic.
0: Excellent. You're sitting in the chair of?
3: Theology today.
0: glad to have you there, dealing with the reason why we believe what we believe. It's very important to remember that the scriptures, and we'll talk about this today, the scriptures, what they say and what they emphasize, that is what is important. Moving on to his right, we have Mr. Steve. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, John Arthur. How are you doing today? Doing well. Glad to have you here. You're sitting in the chair of?
4: Culture. Sharing it, actually. Sharing it with?
5: Me. Uh, Hi, Winston. uh, (laughs)
0: How are you doing this morning, Winston?
5: Uh, I could have used a little bit more sleep, but I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) Dude,
0: dude. Well, you're in college. You always need more sleep. (laughs) Even though it's break.
5: They don't know that. They don't know that? <laughs> oh, man. Are, are they having you
0: study over Christmas break? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. I've got deliverables that are due for
0: a trip to school. So. Dude. Yeah, well, Winston's always been an overachiever. And then there's yours truly sitting in the chair of economics, John Arthur. <laughs> 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 God did not make stupid rules. There is a value to following his rules of pragmatism. However, do not ever let pragmatism get in the way of the spirit that you should be led by. We're not led by pragmatism. We're led by the spirit if we're living in Christ. Now, if you've read the title to this podcast, let's get to it. First off, if you believe celebrating Christmas is a sin, we, we hope to change your mind today. But if you believe it's a sin, don't celebrate it. Okay? but Pretty simple. But let's go ahead and 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 explore it because, you know, it's a sin to those who's, whose conscience is, is saying that it's a sin. So let's see if we can alleviate some of that today. I want to bring this in, 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 a, in a, as humble of a way as possible. Uh, uh, let's look at some of the most common arguments. And we've got three here that 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 I have in, in front of me. And in a moment, Jennifer's going to break down part one of the of the first point. Mm-hmm. But the date coincides supposedly with Saturnalia and the Sol Invictus celebration. They say that's a pagan holiday brought forth out of paganism and the... Early church adopted it, and uh, we've taken it over, but ultimately it has pagan roots. Argument number two, uh, the gods that were born on the 25th are uh, uh, mock Christs, if you will, or Christ is just another one of the many gods that died and rose again on the 25th and we aligned it with that. Uh, Jennifer's fuming now. I'm, I promise I'm going to let you going to let No, it. you're good. It's <laughs> And then number, <laughs> number three, uh, the Christmas tree is the Asherah pole, specifically one referenced in Jeremiah uh, 10, one through five. I know, I know Jennifer's going to get to that later, but for now, let's jump into Saturnalia. One of the biggest ones, you know, I was listening to it. To, I was telling you guys before, I was watching a, a Disney show uh, over Christmas, and they were referencing Saturnalia, Coca-Cola. What's the reason for Christmas? They're explain, explaining Christmas to aliens, right? Uh, what, what, what's the reason for Christmas? And they had every other reason other than Christ, Mass, the celebration of Christ in Mass. But uh, Saturnalia has taken a huge spotlight you want to start to unpack that what is Saturnalia Uh,
1: so Saturnalia was a Roman holiday um, and that is something that I'm going to describe here in just a second I'm going to read several quotes from this article from tales of times forgotten.com it's a very interesting article written by an atheist not a Christian Um, and One of the only articles that I could find that actually cites sources, lo and behold, saying that they don't match up. Christmas and Saturnalia, these pagan things, don't match up. The only article that cites sources. That's why I'm angry, because everyone else just makes claims anyway. I'm just going to read a couple of quotes from the article. It's fairly extensive, covers a lot more than just Saturnalia. I really encourage everyone to go read it. Um, But there was a Roman festival called Saturnalia, But it was not celebrated on December 25th. It was, in fact, originally celebrated on December 17th. Okay, so that's number one. Uh, It was never, it has never been documented in any Roman source as being celebrated on the 25th. It's not associated with the winter solstice. It was originally just a celebration of Saturn, which is the god of agriculture. And some of the practices of this celebration of Saturnalia were uh, things like slaves would serve the meals to the masters, like flipping rolls, so to speak. Um, there was a lot of gambling. Many things that were illegal, illegal were temporarily legalized. It was just this sort of boisterous, raucous, like...
0: Mardi Gras and the purge Yes, it,
1: In fact, it, the article says that from the descriptions of Saturnalia... It fits uh, much closer to our modern-day Mardi Gras than a modern Christmas celebration. And this is just... (sighs) There's nothing about our modern Christmas traditions that fit with the descriptions of actual ancient sources of Saturnalia. People so, can say whatever they want.
0: Let me throw a quick wrench, just play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. They will say the caroling came from Saturnalia. What would be your response to the "Heyo Saturnalia is ca- caroling"? Et There's a
1: portion. So, so, so here's the thing: when they say caroling, uh, how many festivals in Every culture at every time in history sings songs. Absolutely how, right. How how is singing songs? Okay, so we sing a song. Oh, there's been a pagan who sings songs, therefore singing songs is pagan.
0: So that's uh, the, the false equivalence. Yes. We're going to have to take down every point today.
1: Yes, ex- that's exactly the point. It's it's so general and vague when people s- describe what Saturnalia was. They sang songs. They decorated their house. They gave gifts. Doesn't that sound like Christmas?
3: Isn't that's, and I want all of our young people that are listening and even our older adults, the whole purpose of this podcast series is to make you think. Quit accepting things just because somebody else says so.
2: Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. Validate it. Verify it be scholarly
0: unlike most of the people who write these articles you you, you look at uh, what was the name of that that documentary that went around on youtube that started all of this
1: zeitgeist i think yeah the,
0: the, the zeitgeist doc there's zero mm, let me let me let me pat pedal back on that there's very very little scholarship in that it's quoting someone who quoted someone who quoted someone and there's no historical ancient codice or manuscript that they're referencing Mm -hmm. it's literally pulled out of the hot air from their posterior Mm -hmm.
1: so let me let me quote directly from this article specifically about the gift giving because this is just one that i happen to be coming across and i think this really highlights the problem with all of these articles so it has described that gift giving was a a practice during Saturnalia, the Roman, you know, holiday of Saturnalia. They gave gifts to each other. So now quoting from the article, All this sounds quite a bit like how we celebrate Christmas today, but as far as I can tell, the ancient Roman custom of giving gifts for Saturnalia and the modern custom of giving gifts for Christmas are unrelated. The tradition of giving gifts for a holiday in December died out in late antiquity and has not, did not reemerge until around two centuries ago. They're completely unrelated, by hundreds of years separated with no connection, and yet because someone gave gifts during Saturnalia and we give gifts now, well, they must be connected, but there's no evidence.
0: Coloring the
4: past with the lens of the future mm-hmm. that you're in, mm-hmm. you know—that that is not scholarship. You know, if we did that and thought in that same pattern you know, like Charlie was saying, we've got to think. The young people have got to think and and work things out and and look at all the patterns that are occurring. Because if you took that concept, that would mean everything that's done in in modern times is based on something mm-hmm. that's pagan mm-hmm. that is going and, on and, in pagan times, and which is false. Yeah, well, which by the
0: way, that is the way our adults think. Mm-hmm. You want to look at the 1619 Project? You want to look at the oh, general my. coloring oh, of spot history. On. Mm-hmm. You are history? If you can color history outside of the context in which it occurred with today's lens, and you can throw whatever the flying, whatever you want to put on it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can color anything done in the past.
3: One of the things yep. I was just going to bring up regarding what Steve said there. It's, it's very important today that we do our research and do it appropriately because history is being rewritten mm-hmm. We must acknowledge that and people that, that think that they can just grab uh, whatever book you you need to be extremely careful and not to get too far ahead because we have a lot of exposition to
0: go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but isn't an assault on history assault on truth him himself amen. amen
1: yes
2: well yes. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows to take over a country or to take over a culture. What do you have to do?
0: Rewrite
2: history. Mm-hmm. What happened in um, was and in remove Iraq weapon.
0: when <laughs> and remove they weapons, went in, yes.
2: and <laughs> it was Iraq or Iran when they went in, and they destroyed all the museums, all the history. Mm-hmm. Yes, Burned there's all the pu- ancient sites. There's and... a, there's a purpose for that,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: this is what's going on today. And the problem is, is that we have a generation. That is so used to social media and being fed through social media and through television, they mm-hmm. don't pick up a book and they don't do any research for mm-hmm. themselves. They're easily deceived. Yes.
0: And by the way, you're mm-hmm. going to find out by the end of the day, some of us do not believe that uh, Jesus was born on the 25th. I think, all but that's, of us. A of yeah, I think. that's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. He was, but but again, spoiler, mm-hmm. not going to give him away yet.
1: Yes, I just want to read one last quote about Saturnalia about the caroling. Yes, because this please. this person who is uh, let me say again an atheist, not supporting Christmas from a biblical perspective at all. But he, they, I think it's a girl actually who wrote this article, so I apologize. But they only spend one short you paragraph. Oh, I, yeah, I know, only one short paragraph on the caroling. How dare you. This is this is what they say. I really like how they put this one. Some mention singing and decorating the houses as customs that are associated with Saturnalia. You're probably right. But it's so unspecific on this point that being right doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Sure, people probably sang and decorated their houses for Saturnalia, but these activities are associated with most every holiday. There is no reason to suppose that the modern traditions of singing and decorating for Christmas must come from Saturnalia. And I'll tack on, or must come from anywhere except people like to sing and decorate.
0: So... That said, Saturnalia. When did? What are the dates? Uh,
1: December seventeenth and twenty third. To twenty third. 23rd. To 23rd. So there's there's at different times during the Roman Empire, it lasted for long or various times. There was one emperor who even tried to shorten it to less than. It was like a week long. Some I think <clears throat> I can't remember the Roman emperor, but one of them tried to shorten it to even three Ligua. days.
4: Caligula, I believe.
1: Yes, Caligula tried to shorten it to three days. Never has it ever been documented to have ever been celebrated on the 25th.
0: So safely check that off the list. The best argument, though, the best argument that they have for the date, I believe, is Sol Invictus. But there's a problem with Sol Invictus, the the, the, the rising of the Invincible Sun, Okay, it's a a pagan holiday about the sun god. By the way, they'll also use this to tie into uh, Augustine uh, setting the first day of the week as the day of celebration. But there's a problem with that. We have second century Christians saying that they celebrated the first day. They went to synagogue on seventh day. They go to church on first day because when did Christ raise from the dead?
2: The first day.
0: First day of the we week. We go in celebration in of that morning.
2: resurrection. Mm-hmm. So it's not a Sabbath. We, I mean, exactly. Church you today is you not a Sabbath day. day today is Sunday. Today is not a Sabbath day. You,
0: you, you, screeching, work ethicless individual who wants and demands a two day weekend. Guess who you can thank for your two day weekend. The Mm -hmm. (laughs) Judeo-Christian line of thought. That's where it comes from. And it came before Constantine. By the way, Constantine, uh, uh, we we, we can talk about him, but he's a very interesting fellow. Had some interesting past, this and that. But he did not institute first day. He was not the origin of it. He just made it a holiday. And along with some of the other paganism that was going on, but Sol Invictus itself supposedly started around 250 BC. So that that now puts it in the category of potentially being an argument. But there's an issue with this argument. Our only documentation of that comes from an ar- a, a codice.
1: Yes, let me dated pull it up. when. Um. So the uh chronography of 354 is the only surviving mention of the ancient pagan holiday that honors the birth of this deity that supposedly took place on the 25th, um, Deus Natalis Solus Invicti, which is the birth of the un- Unconquered Sun. So that was 354, which mentions the celebration of Sol Invictus, claiming that it takes place all the way back to, you know, long before BC. But the first mention of the 25th being... Jesus' birthday from Christian sources is from?
0: Ooh, 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 ooh. I've got it. I've got that.
1: W- what do you have?
0: I have 125 AD. That's
1: even earlier than this one.
0: So let me go ahead and run into that. Mm-hmm. So this predates Sol Invictus. 125 predates your date. What's your date again?
1: Uh, Mine was from... Um, Hippolytus of Rome and the commentary on Daniel. Hippolytus, okay, yeah, so, uh, uh, from um, two thirty-five. So they use CE here in this yes. article because so, it's so, an atheist so that's again, an atheist refuting when, the fact that it's pagan.
0: When is the uh, codice that references Sol Invictus? Uh,
1: Three fifty-four.
0: Okay, so we're talking about one hundred and fifty years. Yes. Let me go ahead and read this. This is um, link in the description down below. This is from. Uh, uh,
1: pathos.com
0: uh, mm-hmm. uh father sanders observed uh, again this is a quote uh, the romans did celebrate saturnalia between 17th and 23rd commemorating the winter solstice on the 23rd but christmas does not fit that time frame but what about the birthday of the unconquered son or sol invictus on the 25th father sanders goes on to note that we have a record of the celebration of christmas on december 25th from pope uh telephorus or Telesphorus. Uh, circa 125, 136, somewhere in there A.D., the seventh bishop of Rome. St. Uh, Theophilus also may have mentioned it somewhere between one um, 170, I want to say it's 178 and 181. Uh, he was the bishop of uh, Caesarea. St. Hippolytus, okay. uh, somewhere in the second... Second century, Mm -hmm. early third century also supposedly said it. We have a reference from Pope Liberius uh, as late as 352 as well.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. So, what does that do to your Sol Invictus claim? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It it, it makes it at least moot.
1: Yeah. And the, the, the author of the article that I'm citing from actually goes so far as to say that the surviving evidence suggests that Sol Invictus copied the date from Christians. They flip it on their head completely. An atheist say, to-
0: "So, so <laughs> Are you stirred, Jennifer?" I'm Let- angry that
1: <laughs> all of this people just isn't make claims. Isn't that what claims. Satan does? Though,
0: isn't that what Satan does? Yes. You look at you. You look at the people who say we hate women. Uh, they, they, they say Christians hate women. No, it's who, the who's, who's who's putting policies that puts women five years out from the abortion at a significantly higher su- suicidality? Who are the people who say that we want to uh, uh, <laughs> we want to lower standards because women are incapable of meeting this standard? Why would you make a, a woman a worse man? Mm. Why would you make a woman a worse man? Why wouldn't you glorify what she was made to do? Mm. But they flip it on its head every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. So. On the issue of gods, we don't have the time to get into all of the different gods, okay? There are about five or six that they'll throw out there. Mm -hmm. Let me just go with Lewis here. Wouldn't it be in man's nature to have sweet dreams of a savior to come? Or let me flip that on its head. Wouldn't it be a classic MO of Satan To create resurrection myths leading up to Christ and the attempt to overthrow him.
3: And the one thing that we should all remember is that ever since man was created, Satan has been about the imitation business. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: He is an imitator. He hijacks everything that Christ does and emulates. And you can see that all throughout scripture. I think one of the most classic examples is when Moses was before Pharaoh. Here's Moses, he's gonna throw his rod on the ground, turns into snakes, and what is what does the Egyptian pharaoh do? Rods on the ground, snakes get consumed. It's all about imitating. Cheer- that's what that's what Satan is. Chair of culture. I just
0: want to throw that over. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it make sense that man would want a savior? If that's something that is ingrained in and couldn't we see a culture grow up with a self-made Savior in their own image or do we already see that in our culture today
5: oh absolutely the uh, the whole idea that salvation can come from oneself I think is the entire ideation of sinful man mm. it's the idea that salvation would come Exterior, outside of any actions that we could perform, or things that we could think up, I think is entirely contradictory to our sinful nature. Uh, we want, we, I mean, just look at the garden. We want the knowledge. We takes the knowledge. We takes the knowledge. Okay, that's a golem reference. Stop, but,
0: we take the knowledge.
5: But no, that's that's what man did. And what, why did man do that? <laughs> Even though Adam walked alongside. Uh, God in the garden why there is a distrust there's a or rather a lack of trust Which is funny because we're the ones who are incapable of being perfect and he is not
0: mm. Hmm chair of philosophy before we move on to the next set Doesn't it make sense that you would have Copycats what's Satan's purpose To what rob does
2: he God of his glory. Let me let me Put it to you this way. If I'm worshiping a sun god an, for ag- agriculture, what am I what am I looking for? Fruitful c- crops, right? I need to survive. Um, Hercules, Saturn, these these gods, these false gods, why do we have them? Man knows that he needs supernatural strength, correct? Amen. So, before Christ, before the knowledge of Christ. Man was already realizing, I need more than what I have to succeed. Then comes in the knowledge of Christ. All I've done now is truth has come to me. I need more than what I have. But I've changed it from a false God to a correct God. So some of these arguments really are the people who know the true God to trip you up.
5: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And to rob God of your... If you're celebrating the birth of Christ and then somebody comes along and tells you, you should not celebrate Christmas and you stop.
0: What did you lose? Yes. If you don't change it to another day to celebrate it on another day, you lose it. And the more of us that stop shining on one day, that light of Christ, the more the enemy wins. So... We've talked about the gods. We've talked about the holidays. Do we want to go ahead and talk about the Asherah pole?
1: Yes mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a lot of quoting here because I really appreciate How this person Lays out uh, lays out this article, so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna start over the years in place of accurate history An elaborate folk narrative has grown up claiming that Christmas trees are part of some age-old pre-Christian tradition that dates back millennia. In reality, there is no historical evidence that Christmas trees are nearly that old. We have no evidence that would lead us to believe they date back any earlier than the 1400s. But this has not stopped people from trying to find evidence for Christmas trees as an ancient pagan custom. And then they bring up the Jeremiah, which I'm going to come back to later because I think that's more interesting to talk about than the other points I'll bring up briefly. Links in the
0: description below, by the way. Yes. Full citation. Very interesting.
1: Yes. So (laughs) first they ask, is it a Roman custom? Everybody seems to say that in late December, ancient Romans would cut down evergreen trees and bring them into their homes for the holiday of Saturnalia. Is this true? Nope. Not in the slightest. I'm not sure where this idea comes from, but there are no references whatsoever to any traditions involving decorating evergreen trees in any of the copious surviving ancient writings about the holiday Saturnalia, yet people keep repeating this line about Romans decorating evergreen trees. The media repeats it every year, presumably because they cannot be bothered to read through Macrobius' Saturnalia, which does not mention evergreen trees, or any other Roman writing. What about an ancient Germanic custom? Others insist that the Christmas tree is actually the world tree Yggdrasil from Norse mythology. Is this true? It hypothetically could be, but we have absolutely no evidence to support the notion that it is. Any attempt to connect the modern Christmas tree custom to ancient pre-Christian Germanic paganism is pure speculation. In fact, we have no good evidence to believe that the Christmas tree custom in any form dates back any earlier than the 16th century.
0: Pause for effect. No, good line. I mean, hello. Just because hello? there are trees <laughs> that were decorated, <laughs> not not to continue to hammer this point, just because trees were decorated by one culture, does that make trees pagan?
2: Clearly, no.
0: And you know, Mike Winger in a, in a, does a video about this, and he asked that question. I thought that mm-hmm. was very apropos. Mm-hmm. Just because some pagan did something somewhere, does that mean? That Christians can't do it now. You know,
1: there's some pagan somewhere who's breathing right now. Stop should we it? all stop? Stop breathing. Let me stop ask breathing. You, this question. you pagan. If you were a pagan and you prayed <laughs> to a false
2: god, should you not pray when you become a Christian? Because uh, you prayed to a false god. If I pray on, now, am I associated with his false? Yeah. If and I decorate so, a tree. Correct. I mean, it really is about what's in your heart. Because <laughs> in our home, the evergreen tree, Charlie has always had a the symbolism always meant something. Evergreen, everlasting light. Lights on the tree represent Christ as the light of the world. Gifts under the tree. Christ came and gave gifts unto men. Mm -hmm. So everything, the symbolism in our home was always honoring and glorifying to God. So God is always going to look at your heart. Mm -hmm. Today is Sunday. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who are going to pick up a Bible, get in their car, and go to church, and it's nothing more than a pagan ritual in a church oh mm-hmm. preach it mm-hmm. sister
4: oh my what about you have true you have, yeah.
2: <laughs> you have a
4: place of worship that you go to to worship god is that pagan didn't they do that didn't pagans go to Places mm-hmm. to worship. I their mean, we pagan could God. we could
1: continue on. I the, mean,
4: you could go. The list is endless. On and on and so on. If and the on.
1: standard is some pagan did it somewhere.
0: So let me jump I mean, over into the chair of philosophy for just a moment, or say something. When you find something like this, use a simple philosophical proof. If X plus Y equals Z. Mm-hmm. Plug some things into that equation. If pagans doing something makes it bad, breathing, pagans breathe, therefore it's pagan and it's bad, your equation is wrong. that's correct. Your equation is wrong.
2: No,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: equation is wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If pagans use trees and pagans breathe, and those things both fit into if, mm-hmm. pa- if pagans do it, don't do it.
1: But here's the thing. I- they didn't even use trees. They didn't even use trees. There's tools. no evidence so that continue, they used Jennifer, the trees. Continue, Jennifer. Anyway, well, did you want to add
2: something? I, <laughs> I want I to point in this little thing. You know, when um, Elijah built the altar unto the unto God and the uh, priest of Baal built their altar. They both had two altars, mm-hmm. right? I bet they and looked pretty similar. And they were calling on to their gods. And God showed himself that he was... The God. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter that they were both doing the same thing. What matters is what God were they.
1: Yeah. Very good.
0: Very good. So we got Josh (laughs) jumping in and knocking over a microphone. Sorry
1: for those who are using headphones. That was not. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, well, while they're fixing that, let me just briefly touch on the Jeremiah 10 argument about the trees Please so do. Jeremiah 10 verses 1 through 5 hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you O house of Israel thus saith the Lord learn not the ways of the heathen and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven for the heathen are dismayed at them for the customs of the people are vain for one cutteth a tree out of the forest and work the hands of the workmen with the axe they deck it with silver and with gold they fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not they are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must needs be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. If this is just a regular tree, why does he have to mention that it can't speak, can't move, that a workman works it?
0: It's, it's the Asher pole. I swear.
1: No, the, the, Jeremiah. The one 10 that was is worked with about- wood. <laughs> Jeremiah 10 is talking about somebody who cuts down a tree and then forms it into an idol. It's not just a random tree that you put in your house.
0: It It's inferring an entirely different amount of work. This is what we call crappy exegesis. Yes.
2: And- Let me bring something up also about that time. Remember, children of Israel were to be a symbol of God's chosen people. They were supposed to be different. And they were... Um, an example to the to the countries and the people around them. And so when they started embracing those Customs they robbed God of his glory mm-hmm. So you have to look at everything that you're doing and the purpose that you're doing God always
1: examines the intentions of your heart. Yep. Amen And just one final quote from this lovely article and then I will close my mouth and let other people speak um, They say There is no historical evidence of any kind to suggest that ancient Canaanites, which is what Jeremiah 10 is talking about, decorated evergreen trees. The interpretation of this passage as a reference to Christmas trees is nothing more than a phenomenon known as paraidolia. Paraidolia is when people interpret something, uh, interpret sensory or informational input to match what they are already familiar with. So, we're familiar with modern Christmas cheese. We hear wood decorated with silver and gold, and we think, oh, yes, that's a Christmas tree. But there's no historical evidence that what Jeremiah 10 is referring to is anything like what we think of as our modern Christmas tree. And that's where I'll end it. And Again, I'll leave. <laughs>
0: coloring the past with the lens of your agenda. Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. careful. You have to contextualize. History in its place. You cannot do it from an agenda mm-hmm. with that uh, We've had Josh kind of sitting out here in the audience, but he's jumping in here. How are you this morning, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. I'm good sorry. I up a little bit. Uh, yeah, it was a very good Christmas. I'm sorry if I Rehash some points that have already been mentioned, but he's sliding into the chair of theology, isn't he? Yes. Yes, I am very good
6: <laughs> talking about this topic of is christmas pagan or i guess the thing that you guys have been talking about is the origins of christmas we're, and where this debate comes from of if it's pagan but i like to analyze is christmas today pagan and we're gonna get there and if we're gonna get there then i then then i'll, I'll I, we're I gonna, gonna get say there. I, th- I, wanna, I think the I wanna, key wanna...
3: point for this podcast is why is this holiday attacked so and hard we,
0: and that's where we want to go and mm-hmm. that's where we're going so uh, we'll, we'll, we're we're, we're going to go there. I promise we're going to hit it. So mm-hmm. for now, let's let's move from the tree to the next issue. And I would say the next issue is well, okay. Let's get into Santa Claus real quick. So is Christmas a pagan holiday? Let's talk about Santa Claus. So it's an interesting character that has evolved, and I want to read this again. Link in the description below. This is from an article, but this is a really good, decently cited uh, article on it. Um, The legend of St. Nicholas, uh, the real Santa Claus. Let's talk about that. The legend of Santa Claus can be traced back hundreds of years to a monk named St. Nicholas. It is believed that St. Nicholas was born somewhere around 280 AD in Patra near Myria in modern-day Turkey. Much admired for his piety and kindness, St. Nicholas became the subject of many legends. It is said that he gave away all his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and sick. One of the best-known St. Nicholas stories is the time he saved three poor sisters from being sold into slavery or prostitution by their father by providing them with a dowry so that they could be married. Over many years, Nicholas's popularity has spread. He's become known as the, protect, uh, the protector of children and sailors. His feast day is celebrated on the anniversary of his death, December 6th. This was traditionally considered a lucky day to make large purchases or get married. By the Renaissance, Saint Nicholas was very popular in Europe, even after the Protestant Reformation, when the veneration of saints began to become discouraged. Saint Nick maintained a positive reputation, especially in holiday, holiday uh, in Holland. Excuse me. Now there's cent- Center clause, there's Krampus, and I'm I, again. I don't want to go long into these, but. You, you get this amalgamation of Northern European, Turkish, and, and St. Nicholas, by the way, someone I think we should all say, wow, that, that's a really cool fellow. Now, some of the stories get more fantastic that he went to this council or that and punched people in the face for being uh, impious or, or uncharitable. There, there's some really interesting St. Nicholas myths, um, and again, some of them are borderline superhuman, but... Then we, you know, we have in 1822 uh, 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 that was the night before Christmas by Clement Clark Moore, uh, an Episcopal minister, uh, you know, came up with this, this St. Nick sleigh and, and then Coca-Cola comes out and they, they brand it and they, and now we have Santa Claus. Can I humbly suggest that if Santa Claus is the one who brings your presents to your children and if jesus is totally sidelined whether or not you mean to make santa claus a god you you, may, you mm-hmm. may have just taken the spotlight from christ so if if you want to talk about that being pagan i want to be careful how i say it i, I think there's no, a huge i want to be careful how i Toss say it you 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 can you can you can say that some people take it way too far sure. but i don't think you can say it's it's
3: Pagan it might be a, a a perversion of something after a certain point mm-hmm. I think it's hugely important no matter where you stand on the Santa Claus issue is that as Christians What is the purpose of our celebration of this particular holiday? And it goes right to the heart of what you said just a moment ago If we make Santa Claus the center, we've just stolen that away from Christ mm-hmm. Jesus is supposed to have the preeminence In our life. Mm -hmm. And when we take something like Santa Claus and make it predominant, you you've just switched your gods Mm -hmm. and you might not have even realized it. To a to a dead false god
0: because if Santa Claus as we ever see uh-huh. you know if he's ever made the run the acceleration force he would have to do between each jump Santa Claus made one jump and now he's plasmatic goo in the back of the sleigh kind of dripping down all the presents are to I'm
1: mm-hmm. I'm kidding well what don't a, you don't you know that, that he just becomes all the mall Santa John R Ar-
4: <laughs> don't you know he has a Force field around him uh. when he travels. It does not affect him. Oh, oh, okay. So he has
0: a uh, this inertial dampening field on the sleigh.
3: Off the sleigh rails. Okay, <laughs> oh, no. no, no.
0: So if you celebrate Christmas and Saint Nick or Santa Claus is a part of your celebration, I'm not going to rain on that parade. I would, I would cautiously suggest that you. Do not elevate him above Christ. And that I would say that many, 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 many people do.
3: So let's take a, a deeper look at this. We we've outlined quite a few pieces here. Why is Christmas attacked so hard? Wait, the oh full... wait.
0: let's 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 one more one more story. Okay one more story and then let's get to it. Okay. One more story, let's get to it. You've we gotta got talk about the price comment. We got to talk about the Christ Comet. No, no, no. We, we we still have time. We want to talk about the Christ Comet really quickly. So, if you've ever watched the Star of Bethlehem documentary, and uh, it was came out in 2007, and uh, it was a pretty it was a pretty interesting interesting uh, bit where he uses uh, the Johannes Kepler's math uh, uh, model yep. to show that uh, you have uh, the the signs in the heavens moving around around two three BC. And around December twenty fifth, that is an interesting theory, and I and I would say that it's not it's not exclusive, but if you if you've also read uh, uh, the Great Christ Comet, uh, that is also a very very interesting one by uh, biblical scholar uh, uh, Colin R. Nicole. I'm I'm sorry I butchered that name. It's uh, Colin R. Nicole. I guess it's two L's, one one O. Uh, However, in that theory, you have a comet that does these loops in the sky. And as it proceeds before the Magi, it points a straight line. And we believe that we have actually mapped that comet where it moves across to Jerusalem. And then as it arcs through the solar system, it moves across towards Bethlehem, showing a star. Could it have been an angel? Of course it could. Could it have been both? Of course it could. But that one puts the date in April, uh, I believe, on the sixth or sixth or, six or seventh, which would suggest being born on which which holiday, Jennifer?
1: Uh, around First Fruits, Passover.
0: The 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 same time frame that Christ died, was buried and resurrected, mm-hmm. and so that that makes a lot of sense for those of you who <clears throat> who believe that the twenty fifth was the day that uh, uh, Christ died, you know, or was born rather. No worries. There's some evidence to suggest that, but I I would humbly suggest that the sheep may not have been out in the fields. Uh, It it gets cold in Israel. Uh, The sheep would die from exposure. But in April, uh, you know, when God prophesied that uh, his first fruit would come, might be a good one. Now, now that we have a potential date, does it really matter if it's on the 25th or if we celebrate first fruits, too? Can we celebrate first fruits, too?
1: Sure. sure. Why don't we, we celebrate the birth of Christ every day? Just solve all of our problems. <laughs> I mean
0: that, oh, man. And, and that right there is is the issue. Is Romans? Um, oh my goodness, I've got the reference here. here. Is a fourteen? Uh, every man esteems a day. Mm-hmm. We can celebrate on whichever day, as long as we're not dogmatic and we're doing so in charity. I think, I think it's okay, mm-hmm. but let's go around the room here and let's ask that question that Mr. Palmer was asking. I want to start with the uh, chair of theology, and I know both Josh and uh, Mr. Charlie, both of whom are sharing the chair of theology today, have something that they would like to say on the matter. Why do you think, whether or not the 25th is correct or not, it doesn't matter. If we moved it to April, they would still attack April. Why does that, why is that occurring?
3: The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Man has a very serious problem if the Bible is true, if God is true. And that's where man does not want to go. If I can make God into something that is fallible, then no bueno, I don't have to worry about him.
0: The integrity of the scripture, the integrity of God's word, the integrity yes. of God's promises, of his prophecies. You put a chink in that and it's done. Is God perfect?
3: That's why Genesis is so attacked, mm-hmm. because if we can disprove the beginning, if we can disprove God, then I have—I don't have to worry about anything mm-hmm. else. So why not attack the very thing where God really puts himself on display? And, and the, your two key times are Christmas and Easter. That's, and I said Easter for everybody else.
0: Passover, Resurrection Sunday, Passover.
3: So this is a serious situation for mankind. And for anybody, and man in general does not want to follow God. Man does not want to be drawn to God. Now we've got a problem. So the fool said in his heart, there is no God. I'm going to let Josh run some of this.
0: Take it away, bud
3: why is christmas
6: so attacked i believe that the majority of that burden lies upon the christian for why it is so attacked because yes the non-believer will attack the gospel it'll attack anything related to god but have the christians made it an easy target very much so Mm -hmm. and when you look at the the scope of how we celebrate Christmas nowadays, is Christmas nowadays pagan? Most definitely it is. Because we worship at the altar of consumerism. And we worship at the altar of experience. And you do not... So when you come to the church, it's about taking pictures in front of the Christmas tree. It's It's about getting that good family photo. It's about coming and doing our 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 biannual checkup in the church Mm -hmm. easter and christmas it's not has nothing to do with god and so and and then you think well maybe you're being a little bit too harsh no i mean look at where you invest your time if you spend more time unwrapping presents on christmas day than you do in the church for the entire year i would say that christmas is most definitely pagan to you But to other Christians, it's not pagan. Mm -hmm. And to other Christians, we celebrate the birth of Christ Mm -hmm. and we do that every day. But we but we use this specific day to put a heavy emphasis on it. So Mm -hmm. it is not pagan in that respect. So it is new. It's a nuanced answer. Mm -hmm. But I think for the vast majority of people across the board, unfortunately, I think Christmas is pagan.
0: So let me just ask you a quick question. I want to save some of this for the chair of culture because I know they're going to eat this up. Is Santa Claus the false god of self-fulfillment or selfish desire? Man, that's a great question. I would but lean it, yes the, on that. The, the, In some the, people.
6: The thing was the thing with San, the thing with Santa Claus, the thing with gifts, the thing with trees. None of this stuff is inherently horrible. You can make it God glorifying. Correct. In some some respect to all of those things. But I think about the way my parents and I think about the way other parents have done it before in the past. Mind you, they don't do it as of recent like this, but still, I find that the focus unfortunately falls upon me. Yes, and it falls upon if you believe you
0: shall receive It's it shouldn't be about what I do it's a prosperity gospel where you sow milk and cookies and you reap presents training oh, kids for wow. the prosperity gospel mm-hmm. Good am statement. I wrong? you're not wrong it's exactly that moving over to the chair of philosophy because philosophy is downstream of theology why do you think Christmas is coming under attack
2: well I would agree with the fact of, of it's a Christian. It's Christian's fault. It's their fault because it used to be uh, in our, in America, you didn't want to offend the evangelical Christian. Well, you can offend us all day today and it's, it's popular. Well, why is that? And that is because we're not standing for truth. We're compromised. And let me go back to Santa Claus. As a, a Christian woman raising her children, um, we we ha- we knew about Santa Claus, and I taught my children Santa Claus isn't real, but he's fun like Bugs Bunny, and that's the category we put him in. Mm-hmm. He's you know Bugs Bunny was fun. Think the- about
3: that for a moment. Yes, you you've placed you've placed Santa Claus underneath God. Now I'm not I'm not justifying anything outside of just saying where did you put Santa? Underneath him, not with him, not above him,
2: underneath. So if, if it's, if it's pagan, you have to just, as an individual Christian, you have to look at yourself. I remember it was very disturbing to me when I was a very young mother and decided that Santa Claus was not going to be the focus of our Christmas. He was going to be treated just like the cartoons. Mm-hmm. All right. He's fun, but he's not real. But the pastor's wife... We were talking about Christmas, and she signed all the presents from Santa Claus. And I thought, wow. That
3: goes to the heart of what Josh just said.
0: When do we lose our intellectual consistency? It is holy for me, but not for thee to have idolatry. When you have these Santa, the, this God that you lay out milk and cookies for, this elf that comes down and provide Again, don't get me wrong. I have no problem with, with, with the myth. I think it's fun. I always found Santa fun, but my parents never signed to this God who was going to come and deliver me presents. I'm going
2: to, I'm going to open up a can of worms here, but I'm going to give you my opinion. Uh-oh.
0: Oh. Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. Takes Let's, do it. Let's do it. Folks, Let's do it.
3: pause the podcast. Magma. Get your friends and family next to the radio.
2: Magma. Get ready to wiggle church, in your chair. When the church changed its course from creating a church of holiness to a building program. We had to compromise because we had to get people in the door.
0: Seek their friendly churches. Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry, mm-hmm. that's uh, my that, opinion. That's, that's,
0: that's, 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 that's the, the truth. So, so I, one, one church, I won't mention which one, uh, uh, on the podcast, uh, actually had Santa Claus display up on the platform <laughs> with the pulpit My family says, uh, no pastor, no pastor's wife. You are paganizing this. You're out of line. And and it hurt them. Like it took two or three weeks of intense hurt. But them and a couple of other people, uh, as I said this off air, they jumped down their throats, kicked them in wrecked rectum and jumped back out. I mean, they like full crammed it down. And maybe that wasn't, you know, especially one of of my dad. uh, Maybe that wasn't charitable. But the point was made. The point was made and and they need to realize you can't elevate Santa to Christ.
2: I love what Bethany put on the uh, group chat about this one pastor who said that this pastor who was of a large church was asked a question and he squirmed because he was afraid he was going to lose church members. And the pastor said he would not lose Christ's followers for yes. standing on the truth, he would lose church members. Mm-hmm. And that's
3: the... Oh, well, we could spend that. We could spend two, three don't hours
0: there. Don't start here. that. Separate We're going to move podcast. on. We're going to move on. But <laughs> that is well put. That is well put. Moving over to the chair of culture. Because culture is downstream from philosophy. Let's talk about the culture of this self-entitled prosperity gospel christmas that we have created for children where don't we train children to be susceptible to the prosperity gospel or even worse even worse to lose their faith because when they realize that this god that we have created is not real and that my parents have been lying about santa have they not also been lying about jesus
3: ouch
4: Oh my gosh, John Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) What we end up doing with our children is teaching them that, okay, we're going to go and spend two weeks, maybe even two months before Christmas, all the way up till Christmas Eve, spending our time, spending our money and giving it. For what? Money to show our children that what we do for Christmas is spend money and give gifts to people for what reason? Because that's what we're supposed to do. Because society and the culture says that's what we do. Therefore, we will religiously observe this gift gift giving whether or not you're Christian whether you're Christian it doesn't matter people will fall into it. I just watched a newscast where over in Israel they had Santa Claus riding around on a camel and kids taking pictures with Santa Claus in Israel yep. It permeates everywhere. And
0: it's a wonderful, again, St. Nick was an awesome person. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But you know why he was awesome? Because he submitted his heart to
2: Christ. Mm -hmm. You'd probably be heartbroken knowing that he's being
4: honored. Oh, oh my gosh. Could you imagine Mm -hmm. how he would feel now knowing that he's being upheld like this, like an idol? Mm -hmm. Do Saint Nick a favor and just stop it, get some help. (laughs) Do not idolize this man. Do not idolize money. Do not idolize your presence. Do not idolize the time as Christmas Saint Nick presents and spending your money Mm -hmm. idolatry. So Winston, have you thought about my question?
5: Uh, to be honest, I forgot the question. No worries. <laughs> but so, I've been thinking. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you've been thinking. I want to hear your thoughts, and then I'm going to ask the question again. And I'll ask the question again now. But I want your thoughts. At, so, have we not set up a culture in the church where children look at Santa Claus, this false god who's not real? Parents have lied to me all my life. Is not Jesus? Also, just another lie, another false god. But I want your thoughts. And then if you can answer that question.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is a subject that tends to make me very mad. Uh, so I will try to stay as centered as possible.
0: Just let it um, all out. Just, I don't have a beep button, so no f bombs. <laughs> no,
5: unfortunately,
4: this is a clean oh.
0: co- podcast.
5: <laughs> unfortunately, it won't be for very long. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Fill it, Winston. Watch uh, out. Unfortunately, the the entire premise behind Santa Claus is extremely uh, for the for the prosperity gospel. All it is is a combination of Disney and or our paganized consumeristic Christmas. Not only do you now never grow up, but you never relinquish the myths of your youth. Mm. Mm. You stay heavily invested in them, and they are what takes you from day to day. You live your best life now. Although it's quite ridiculous to call it your best life considering it's going to change within the next six months. So it's more like the best two to three weeks of your life, and then pain and sorrow until you figure out what the next hit is going to be from um we've become a culture of civilized druggies who continuously find our next hit wherever we may please and at the end of the work year we say we've done a good job and we'll do it all again next year
0: and we throw up a huge dopamine hit is what you're is what you're trying to say At Christmas
5: That's that's to ring it all out That's to squeeze every last drop of it Because we won't be able to use it next year I think for the
3: you know, John Arthur one thing that I've been thinking about here for the last few moments I think a good challenge for all of us is something that happened to Nikki and I when we were living in Lakeland, Florida we had moved there for me to go to school at a trade Academy and lo and behold we were so broke we could not buy anyone any gifts it was hard one of the hardest things and I think it's really important that you know that is a very humbling situation And I think this next year families ought to challenge themselves with not receiving and not being able to give just, just go through that time, and you will see how hooked you are on what Winston just said. Mm. Just, just think about that. I, that I, I just came to me here a few moments ago. That's
0: a good thought. We've got to move to the chair. So, from the chair of culture, what's downstream of culture? Politics.
1: Politics.
0: So, I want to get your thoughts on everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have and. To- Mm-hmm. and i want to start with let's go back to go back to the beginning fazini we'll go back to the beginning just for a moment to roman times mm-hmm. what political motivation would rome have had to move sol invictus or mm-hmm. or saturnalia or even propagate it, push it towards an institute the 25th with this groundswell
1: mm-hmm.
0: of christians well, and christianity I,
1: I think that it's much the same as the political motivation for today it's that it it draws people away from Christianity in one way shape or form and I want to I want to get my thoughts out about about today real quick before I lose them (laughs) because they are fleeting the reason why is Christmas attacked the reason it's attacked is because Attacking it, making it seem like it is based in paganism, ancient paganism, or modern paganism, is effective at making non-Christians think they have a one-up on us, and it's effective at making most Christians feel like they have, have had the rug pulled out from underneath wow, them. Why? good thoughts. Why? Why, does it, why is it effective? Exactly because of what Josh said because we as christians have allowed christmas to become nothing more than the tree and the presents and santa and carols and if that's taken away from us what do we have left
6: but that that
1: is christmas now it has no underlying basis in the birth of christ and
6: and could i and could i speak and i I don't want to interrupt your thoughts Mm -hmm. but when you think about kids Something that kids do not do a a good job at hiding is what they're really interested in. Mm -hmm. They let you know what they're interested in. When you come back from the the winter break in middle school, what is the very first question you get asked? What'd you get for Christmas? What'd you get for Christmas? What a disgusting question that question (laughs)
2: is.
6: (laughs) (laughs) And, And you think about it. It's. That is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's about what did you get at Christmas. Yeah. It's not about how did you celebrate Christmas. Yeah. This is about what did you
4: get. Mm, exactly. Now, isn't that a cultural question? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Now think about this: when you remove Christ, when it's attacked from the part of Christmas, you end up with nothing but people spending money. Whether you're Got good intentions, bad intentions, but it becomes a time for people to do what? Make themselves feel good Mm -hmm. to give presents to people, whether they like them or whether they don't like them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it makes themselves feel good about their own selves doing for themselves sales Mm -hmm. that's a
0: wonderful segue to the chair of economics but before i go there i want to make sure the political chair has had the full fallout because i want to also ask her Mm -hmm. where what's the impetus in in our current politics to destroy the manger scene or the the general christmas uh narrative of the nativity If you have any other thoughts, get those out too, please.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, I would just, I guess, tack on at the end that much like we've all said, and and Josh specifically, there's nothing inherently wrong with having Santa's, you know, appropriately framed, as Miss Nikki pointed out. There's nothing wrong with having a tree. There's nothing wrong with these things. So long as the center is Christ, because if that's the case, then it doesn't matter if the rest comes from paganism. Because that's not what's important. That's a fun, that's something fun that we can do. We can think about Santa. We can give presents. We can have a nice tree and pretty lights. But that's not the focus. That's not the heart. That's not where I draw my meaning. At the end of the day, I don't need anything else and I can still celebrate Christmas because I'm celebrating the birth of my Savior. Who came Amen. to die. Amen. That is that is Christmas. And if we make that Christmas in our own hearts and our own minds, it doesn't matter if the rest comes from wherever.
0: Amen. Very good. So let's move over to the chair of economics to wrap it up here. Don't remember Christ. Don't remember the sacrifice. Don't remember your salvation. Focus on what you are going to get. That is the call of the culture. That is the call. That is the proposition that is being made to us. Substitute self-sacrifice and remembering to die to yourself as God in heaven did. Don't die to yourself. Consume. Consume. And that is, and that is, and, and you look at it, it is a natural devolution. It is a natural devolution. It, you know, I'm, I'm reading The Origin of Religion by uh, Samuel uh, Schwermer, a really good book. Pick it up if you want to. Uh, also known as The um, Apostle to Islam. But one of the things that he said is you look at the anthropological evidence, cultures always start monotheistic. It, 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 I'm going to sum up a lot monotheistic to polytheistic to, I'm going to coin a word here, Mm self-theistic. You go monotheistic, polytheistic, self-theistic, or, or you go from monotheistic to monotheistic with a ton of accretions that uplift the clergy and God falls into the background. And then you have the self-theistic the self-glorification because we've diminished God down to our level. Mm-hmm. And our culture has done the latter. We've diminished God. We've devalued Christ. And I really mean it. Uh, that's one of the things that my, my parents said, we will never lie to you. Santa is not real. Do not go and torment the other children with that. If they believe, if they believe that Santa's real, that's something their parents have done to they them. Have to deal with it. Do yeah. you deal with you, you let them deal with it, you just shut your yap. But when you tell your kid that this God in the sky who's going to come down and bring gifts and leave them behind is real, and then they find out one day that you have lied about that, there are a lot of kids out there who have, fir- and those who haven't, thank God. Thank God. Here's
3: but the there perfect. are a lot of
0: kids out there who have said, I do not believe because my parents lied to me about a lot of things. And one of them, one of them, one of them is Santa.
3: Great dichotomy here from God's word. Psalm. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. Jesus, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Hmm.
0: Amen. Are we lifting up Christ or Santa? Again, I have no beef with the man in the red red outfit. I <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a <sighs> amalgamation. Of a ton of different people some good some wicked but mostly good mostly good men we can honor that only in the context though please that they were filled with the spirit of Christ all right so with that said thank you so much for listening Uh, we really appreciate your listenership we are getting many many thousands of views from you thank you so much we hope that uh, it's been a good year if you think that we missed something or you have a question for us, go ahead and throw that down in the comment section at to reason.com where the article will be, full links, uh, commentary, etc. If you didn't like this podcast, well, I'm sorry, Scrooge. Uh, I, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas uh, and Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye-bye.
5: Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye.
0: All right. So if you're still here, if you're still here, let's go ahead and around the room. I want you guys to put this in the comment section down below. Short, favorite Christmas memory. Favorite Christmas memory. Oh, oh. Okay. Easy one for me. So, for so me. I'm going to start around the room to my right. Jennifer, favorite Christmas memory.
1: Making Christmas cookies.
0: Oh, so good. Miss Nikki.
1: I would say
2: probably the same with my mother.
3: Baking is so wonderful, mm-hmm. to her right. I got a bike, uh, a banana bike, when I was about 70 years old. That thing got rode until it fell <laughs> apart. It was the coolest thing.
4: I was in high school. I lived on a bayou in Bridge City, Texas. We got a ski boat, and Ooh. that very oh my day, goodness. we were skiing on Christmas <laughs> Day. Dude, I want to tell you the weather was warm, but the water was freezing. But we water skied all day long. That sounds awesome. Great. That's yeah. a great memory,
5: Josh.
6: Yeah, I think my favorite memory was one Christmas that my grandma had come over. She had given me a Bible, and it's still the Bible I use to this day. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, wow, wow.
5: that's great, Winston. Um. Well, I went over to, or well, not I, but my family went over to a friend's house in Virginia. Uh, unfortunately, she's passed now. But the... So we went over. Um, turns out the blizzard was coming. Uh, so the blizzard happened. No power. We were also stuck there. Um, and she also had friends over. So it was, it was a very interesting time. Good. Uh, <laughs> but no power we put some candles on heating non-existent anymore and we made cake balls and we just hung out yeah we just enjoyed each other's company wow
3: that's awesome you
0: know what my favorite memories are not the ones where we went out and we did something crazy it's where we stayed home and did crazy things Mm -hmm. uh trains i was always the one who I needed a train. In our house, some years we had a Christmas tree, some years we didn't, but we had trains. I had them going up and over bridges, up and around and crossing different sets mixed, (laughs) and they would cross over, we're talking like, too much, too yeah. much. Everyone was tripping over the trains in the living room.
1: Yeah, but John Arthur, trains are pagan. Trains are pagan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John right Arthur.
0: that's yep. John Arthur, that's did you like train ricks? Oh, man, I, I would set them up. I would set the trains to go and collide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, But trains, making trains with my dad on the floor and having to step over and tiptoe over them. Put your favorite Christmas memory down in the comment section below. Thank you so much. We pray that you have a happy, happy new year and uh, belated Merry Christmas to you. Love y'all.
1: Bye.
5: Merry
0: Christmas. Bye.
6: Happy holidays.
0: No. No happy holidays. Merry Christmas and happy new year. Kwanzaa's
2: not real.